Hello, my friends, and welcome to the More You Know podcast. This is Noelle Ames speaking, and I am so excited for today's podcast. I've never been more excited. (laughs) Um, Today, I'm going to talk about our birth story. So I'm just going to, I have no notes because I want to just share it as I remember it because it's really fresh. We're only nine days into having a newborn baby Earthside. His name is Rogan Walker Ames. So Ryan's family has a tradition of RWA. So he is the fourth RWA and we're obsessed with him. He is everything I could have ever dreamed of. But the fact is I never even dreamed of him because he is beyond my wildest dreams. Like I literally did not think that this emotion of love, I can't even describe the emotion. I don't know if it's love. It's like beyond love. (laughs) Um, The emotions I feel to have him and just to have him in our family and to be in this chapter in my life and to have such an amazing husband and a beautiful dog and everything we could possibly need, I feel so beyond blessed and grateful and ecstatic like I don't have the words Um, I need to stop because I could do like a 20 minute podcast just trying to describe what it is I feel now that I have this just magnificent miracle in our lives like I can't even I can't even put it into words. And this is coming from the girl that never really dreamed of having kids. Like I never really thought about it a whole lot. I wasn't that girl that was like, I can't wait to have kids and have a family and be a mom. Like that was never what I said for myself. But holy crap, I am obsessed with this role in my life. I've never felt more in alignment with where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be doing, who I'm supposed to become than I do right now. Like I am exactly where God has intended for me to be and I'm finally like not resisting him anymore that it feels so good, you guys. Like you will know when you're in alignment with God's plan or the universe or whatever you believe in, you will know because it will feel like this and just come talk to me because we'll we'll talk about how good it feels. Um, but I want to just dive in. I'm going to be really candid. I'm not going to hold anything back. I'm going to be really honest because I also use this podcast as kind of like my own storybook of memories and things that I've learned. Um, it's just, it's a really awesome place to just kind of give my honest, real journey everything I've got and not hold back. So I'm going to do that with this too. So starts off by Rogan Walker Ames just hanging out in the belly for 40 weeks and four days. So he was late and I went into my last appointment with my OB and she was like, all right, it's time to, you know, look at options of getting that little little babe out of there. Um, There are some risks going a little bit further than, um, you know, 40 weeks and, you know, the additional two weeks after that, it gets a little risky. So um, she was like, if he doesn't come by next Saturday, I would advise my medical opinion would be to get induced um, and get this show on the road. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's insane. Like you schedule a day to have your baby. That's insane. 
So I was like, okay, um, let's do that. So Ryan and I um, talked it over and we're like, all right, we're going to get induced on Saturday, October 2nd. Yeah, I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, And we were like, okay. And it just didn't feel real. Like literally the next few days, we just like sat in complete silence and like didn't know what to do with ourselves because we're like, this is real. It was like, this in like I can't even describe it it was the weirdest feeling ever we didn't know what to say to each other we were so excited but we were so like what the heck is happening we just scheduled uh, a day to meet our son so the day comes which felt like forever it was only like five days until until that day but felt like forever Uh, my parents are amazing human beings and they sent us a gift card to go out to eat Um, before we went into the hospital because we were scheduled to go into the hospital at 7 p.m. to start the induction. So we went to our favorite restaurant, Toasted Frog, and I got fried pickles. They have this like really amazing cheese inside and mm, and we both had just an amazing dinner. Again, we like really didn't know what to say to each other because we're like, here we are having dinner and about to go through the most like transformative thing we've ever gone through. So We had an amazing dinner and then we headed to the hospital. Um, We are having our baby during COVID. So we did wear masks on our way in. But once we got into our birthing suite, we did not have to wear a mask, which I'm really grateful for because I cannot imagine giving birth with a mask on because you already can't breathe. You're already overwhelmed. And yeah, I'm just really grateful that that was the case. So that being said, we get in there at seven and they hook me up to all these different monitors. Um, they start me on an antibiotic because I have um, group group B strep. Um, I don't know what that really is, but apparently the baby doesn't need that. So they put me on antibiotics so that I didn't pass it to him. Um, and then they started me on this medicine that I have no idea what the name of it is. It's not Pitocin. It's before Pitocin. Um, so that got started and I started to feel contractions. For me, they felt like really bad period cramps. So like I get my period cramps in my lower back. Um, and then I'd feel like this warming kind of like tightening sensation in my abs Um, and then it started to get a lot closer, a lot more uncomfortable. I didn't want to lay down. So I was on this birthing ball, just kind of rocking my hips back and forth. Um, Ryan's sleeping, (laughs) um, because when we got there, they said it can take a couple days. Like when you get induced, you're, yes, they're like, you know, signaling to your body, like, let's go into labor, but your body's still like very much in control. So it can take, you know, a while for you to get into um, active labor and then um, birth. So um, 7 p.m. we get there, we start all that jazz and then I think I slept for a little bit and then it started to heat up and I could not sit down anymore. So I was just, you know, kind of going through the motions. Um, Nurses are coming into your hospital room like every 30 minutes to check on you. Um, So I constantly felt supported. I constantly felt like if I had a question or if I needed help on anything, um, they were there. I cannot say enough 
about labor and delivery nurses. You guys are absolute saints, angels sent from heaven. These are the most incredible human beings I've ever been graced with. Like the empathy, the compassion, the genuine care. Like I don't think a labor and delivery nurse is in that job for the wrong reasons. Do you know what I mean? Like I felt like every single person I encountered was living their truth like living their purpose I'm so obsessed with that because I think that everyone deserves that in their life and it just was so prominent in that field like it was so cool to see like every single one of them they weren't there to clock in and clock out they were literally serving a purpose they were you could feel the energy behind what they were doing it's so different from someone being like And so I just put you on this and I'll be back in 30 minutes. No, like they were like, hey, mama, like, you know, they were just, they were my best friends for these, you know, like however long. Oh, I can't say enough. So anyways, um, fast forward, like we're just going through contractions. They're not too intense. Um, I, you know, I'm just chilling and then it gets to the next morning and again, we're just hanging out. Honestly, time doesn't exist. I have the blinds closed because I really like, um, you know, like when it's dark, I feel a lot more calm. So I have, I don't even know that it's really daytime. Um, the blinds are closed and I'm just hanging out with Ryan. We're watching shows um, on his computer and we're just, you know, I have this big old blanket I bought from Target. I'm gonna do a podcast on what I brought to the hospital and why and what I wish I would have had or what what I did not need. Um, but I have this big, huge, warm blanket on me next level. I'm so glad I brought that. Um, and I'm just, you know, getting through this, this, um, labor. (laughs) Then, um, it does start getting a lot more intense where like, I can't really talk through them. I can't really breathe through them. They're getting like really, 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 really uncomfortable. Um, and I, this is about when they start me on Pitocin. So I got to about a four centimeters dilated and that's when everything started heating up and they put me on Pitocin, which is what's going to speed up labor um, like a lot. And so they do recommend if you're going to get an epidural to get your Pitocin not too far after or during like at the same time, because, um, you know, getting your epidural, I don't know if you guys know this, but you have to sit very, very still because they actually put a huge ass needle in between your vertebrae. So you have to like hunch over and they have to get right in the right spot and um, you can't move. And so when you're having a contraction, all you want to do is move. So I was like, okay, Um, around this time, I was like, I need to get the epidural because I know that I want it. It's what's right for me and my, my baby and mama and my family just feels right to me and I want to get it before I'm uncomfortable so I'm not nervous or like too uncomfortable where I don't feel like I can sit still because then I'll just be nervous about you know moving during that that whole ordeal um so that was an amazing experience actually because the doctor he's really good at his job and then the nurse that I had on I can't say enough about this nurse like I I don't know if I can share her name I don't know why I couldn't but I'm gonna look into that because she needs all of the praise she was so good at every single facet of her of her job but especially when the epidural came she was just talking to me like I you know like 
I realize now she was like distracting me, but in the moment it felt like she was just like having a deep conversation with me and asking me genuine questions and laughing and and it was I was not painful at all. If you're scared of an epidural, you guys, like if you can get a shot at the doctor's office, it's very, very similar. Like it's a little bit like that they put some numbing in there. Um so you can't feel the needle, but that numbing is obviously like a little bee sting. And then after that, I felt totally comfortable with it. Like it did not, it was not that bad. Um, and then once you get your epidural, you feel nothing. Um, I had a very, very clean, successful epidural. I know that there, it can go a lot of different ways. They do go through all the risks and they're terrifying, but um, I think that they're very, very good at their job. And like he said, like he went through all the risks and he said, like, I've never in 15 years had any of these things happen. I just have to go through them. So um, it is a little nerve wracking because like, obviously you are um, going into all those risks. But again, they're very, very, um, the chances of them happening are very, very slim. So mine was very successful and it was, um, it took a while to kick in, but then once it kicked in, I felt nothing so this was actually amazing because by this time like we we came in 7 p.m the night before I did not sleep that night I hadn't slept all day so as soon as I got my epidural I just passed out like my body was like oh finally we get to sleep and get some more energy and I am so glad I made this decision because pushing this baby out was so hard like in in the way that it was like a lot of energy like it took everything I had every ounce of energy that I had to push him out so I'm so glad that I had that time to rest because between the epidural and pushing I literally slept the entire time so I literally just slept for probably eight hours (laughs) um and it felt like I said so good I had the nurses checking in on me making sure I was okay they had to turn me um you know in all these different positions to make sure baby was good um and yeah me and my blanket just hung out and it was it was quite peaceful then um I had my doctor come in and she checked me and she was like oh okay, we're at a seven. So I progressed from a four to a seven very, very quickly. And then um, she left and she was kind of like, we're going to like, just like talk about a plan and figure out the next steps. So she broke my water. I don't know if she did that before the seven or not. I can't remember. Um, But she ended up breaking my water. And then they came in um, not too long later. And uh, okay, no, I think she broke my water. I was a four when she checked me. She broke my water to speed things up. Then she came in like shortly after. I want to say like five minutes after because they watch your baby um, and like monitor you on screens outside in like this nursing station. And so she comes in and she checks me because she must have saw something going on with the baby. And she was like, oh my gosh, you're already a seven. Holy crap. And she didn't say it like that. That, That's how I would say it. (laughs) And then she left and I could tell that she was going to like try to come up with a new plan or like the next steps. And then she came in like two minutes later and was like, one of the nurses gave me oxygen. I think they were like a little bit worried about the baby, but they never tell you that because they're just trying to keep you chill. And she checked me again, um, like literally two minutes later, which is not normal because they usually check you like every 30 minutes to an hour. And she was like, oh, yep. It's like exactly what I thought. Um, he is, you know, getting ready to come because I 
went from a um, seven to a nine and a half in two minutes. So I'm sure like um, I needed the oxygen because he was doing a lot in there and my body was doing a lot that he was like, oh gosh, what's happening? Um, So that was kind of insane because I had just sent Ryan home to go check on Stoney and grab something to eat quick because that was going to be like the last time that he could do that before the baby was here. Um, And so he was on his way back. Thankfully, he made it in plenty enough time, but it was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. It felt like a movie. Um, And so... So we get to nine and a half, then they wait a while because they want obviously to get to a 10 that's fully um, dilated. That's when you're ready to push. And so Ryan gets there. Um, we're just kind of like, holy crap, this is happening. Um, again, I still have the, the epidural at full strength, so I am not feeling anything. I'm just like going off of what they're saying. And so my doctor comes in, some nurses come in, and she says, I want to you know, try, try to push you're out of 10. Let's, let's see if we can, we can push. And so we, we start pushing and you guys, I can't feel anything. So obviously my pushing is not doing well. Like think about trying to take a big old shit and not being able to feel your ass. Like you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to do it, right? Like you wouldn't know where to push. Like there's something about like the sensation. I'm sorry. (laughs) There's something about the sensation that helps you like know where to put that energy and that breath. So um, she's like, yeah, you know what? This isn't working. Um, I'm going to have to turn your epidural down. Um, And so she ended up turning it off. And I was like, oh gosh, like this is going to be insane. But I was really grateful because like I literally couldn't feel it and I wanted to be able to feel where to push and, and I wasn't like afraid of the pain. It was more like the resting that I wanted and like I didn't want obviously to be in excruciating pain because I wanted to be able to be present in my birth experience and not like overtaken by it. Um, so I really appreciated the way that we did this. Um, and so she ended up turning it off so that it would like kind of come down pretty fast. And then she ended up turning it on to like 40%. Um, so I could feel everything. I don't know what it feels like to feel it at 0% because I was at 40% and I felt like I felt everything, which I think that, um, they, the guy that did the epidural actually said that there's a certain part of your body that you can't numb, which is where like the where the baby comes out so you do feel that like ring of fire if you've ever heard of that um that happens with epidurals even if you're at 100 percent because they can't numb that area so i definitely felt it all um but i'm sure my contractions were a little bit less intense because of that epidural which i'm really grateful for so we are at a 40 percent with epidural and we start pushing and i pushed for an hour and a half it felt like an eternity like it felt like for ever but also it's so cool it is so incredible like i can't even describe it because you're in the probably the most excruciating pain of your you are in the most excruciating pain of your freaking life but it doesn't even feel that painful because the amount of pain you have is the amount of presence you have like your body is so in tune with your mind and like, I don't know how to describe it. You are just so in the moment that it just feels like a sensation. Like, yes, it's painful, but you're not like, ouch, ouch, ouch. You're like, 
you're like breathing through it. Like I started to have these deep like moans and they would literally like release the pain. I could, I could feel the pain go away every single moan that I let out. And honestly, like when I was pushing, um, it didn't hurt. It was when that I had to take a break in between pushing. That's when I had to like let out those moans to, um, like release the pain a little bit. But you guys, honestly, I love giving birth. I love pushing. I love it. It's so cool. Like it's so, I know everyone's going to be like, you're so weird. This is strange. Um, but I just, a little tidbit on this, like you guys, you can, I'm going to do a podcast on this because I was just the woat, but you cannot judge labor and delivery or pregnancy or childbirth, or I just already said those in a different way, (laughs) or kids or moms or anything in this genre until you've done it yourself. You literally can't because I did that. I judged so hard and I'm going to do a kind of like roast on Noelle because I was the most judgmental, thought I was the best mom before I even had kids kind of deal. And I am so just kind of pissed off at myself because like what you had no idea what you were talking about why did you think that you were the smartest person in the room when you literally haven't even gone through the experience yourself like just side note if you're judging like just just if you want to have a kid have a kid and then you're gonna be like oh okay I get it now (laughs) like there's really no no reason to judge because you have no reference you have no idea and you really just won't until you go through it yourself back to it (laughs) okay so I'm pushing 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 for like an hour and a half I am slowly getting him to come down um the birth canal but um he is sunny side up so his nose is straight up um towards my belly which he's supposed to be I think turned to one side in order to come out I'm not really sure I'm not a doctor but they weren't really happy with him being um, nose up because that takes significantly longer to get him down the birth canal, which obviously adds risks to him and me. So she tried to turn him twice manually with her hand. Talk about some pain. He did not want to turn. He was very comfortable with where he was. So um, she started to go through the next option. So she gave me the option of forceps, which are a tool that they use to get the baby to come down the birth canal. She talked about a vacuum, um, which also helps to get the baby to come down. And then she also went through a C-section just in case we were going to have to use any of those things. She's like, I, again, cannot say enough about my doctor. When you are planning to have a baby, please investigate your doctor. Please look into it like take it really seriously because they are literally going to dictate how your birth goes and if you don't trust them it's going to be a lot harder to be fully just accepting and present in your birth experience because you're going to always be like second guessing everything I felt so confident in my doctor that I didn't have a birth plan my birth plan was to have a healthy happy baby that was it I didn't care what it took to get there and I trusted my doctor so much that I didn't have to even think about that part of things. I just went with the flow. Whatever they were telling me to do, I was doing because obviously if my like gut feeling would have been like, no, 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 don't do that. I would have listened to that. 
but I had so much trust in my in my OB and she's amazing I incredible like if you live in Grand Forks and you are about to have a baby please reach out to me I will let you know who my OB is um but she is incredibly skilled at her job that I did not ever have to like worry about that and I'm so glad that I didn't because that would have just added so much unnecessary stress into my birth experience so that being said um she gave me all those options she's like I just want to lay these out there I don't like I don't want or plan to use these but I I will use them if I have to in order to get this baby to come to us and healthy and happy so I said okay and I was like I that's when I got like really serious about pushing because I was like okay if I can you know get this baby out without using any interventions I'm gonna do it so I really really like just bared down and I was I was like gosh this is <laughs> this is literally taking every ounce of my my being um but the nurses were so encouraging everyone's literally like cheering you on and like telling you you're doing a great job and Ryan was holding me and it was oh it was just so magical and and then she finally was like I this has nothing to do with you um, this baby is sunny side up and that way that he is, um, it's just, it's not your fault that it's just really incredibly hard to get him down here and I need to get him out. So we need to take one of those interventions. And I was like, okay, um, I I'm okay with that. And so we ended up using a vacuum, just a tiny little bit to get him to come down just a tiny little bit. Cause once he gets down to a certain like stage, I'm using all the wrong terminology, <laughs> But once he gets down to a certain stage or station, they called it, I think. Um, <clears throat> once he gets down there, it's a lot easier for him to get the rest of the way. But where he was, um, would have she said it would have taken me another three hours of pushing, which I wouldn't have been able to do because I was so exhausted. Like it, I'm so glad that we did this, and I am not at all resentful that we had to use a vacuum. Um, he is perfectly healthy. There's no side effects, um, that he is experiencing because we use that. He is totally perfectly healthy. So it all worked out. Um, but that did hurt a little bit because I mean, they're shoving something up there. Um, so, um, we used that. And then after, shortly after that, he, I did feel him like progressing a lot more. And so that was my favorite part. Okay. TMI, you shouldn't be listening to this if you weren't ready for like a real raw, birth story (laughs) um so I'm just gonna go for it but once you feel once he gets so low you can literally feel him you can feel the baby which I think is so cool because then like before that you're just like kind of pushing and you're like what when am I progressing at all is this getting any further but once he's down there you can feel him so it's like every push you get some like gratification because you you feel him moving you know you feel it coming further to um an end so that was that was my favorite part because i could every time i pushed i was like getting that reward of like okay one you know just a couple more just a couple more and so then we finally got him out and because he um, was, because they did use a vacuum, they had to take him right away just to check everything because that's just like the protocol. So he wasn't laid on my chest right away, which makes me so sad, but doesn't matter because he was so healthy. So they, and they're so quick. They did all the tests. He was perfectly healthy. They got him to cry. Oh, hearing his cry for the first time was 
oh, it just gives you like that instant release because when they cry, you know that they're healthy. Um, so he just let out a big old cry and literally probably like two to five minutes. I wouldn't even say five minutes. They had him on my chest and we did skin to skin. And then I delivered the placenta, which again, TMI, but not because it's reality. Um, that's what fed him for the entire pregnancy. So you also have to deliver that, which was kind of painful because they kind of have to like push on your stomach. You don't have to push, but they kind of like push on your stomach and, have this placenta come out so that was a little uncomfortable and then I didn't have any tearing so that is why I am healing so much better than I than I thought I was going to and that most people do because of I think because I didn't have any tearing um it's really com it's really really common to have tearing um and so the fact that I didn't I think my my recovery has gone a lot lot better um than I anticipated it to so he gets on my chest um I'm in still excruciating pain it it does feel very very painful down there it just kind of feels like really heavy and achy and oh man I I'm that's I honestly the delivery was more fun for me than like the post delivery pains like I would go through labor and delivery like a million times but that like that after baby's out pain now I'm not a huge fan of (laughs) because I mean obviously the epidural's gone you're just feeling that straight up pain and so they laid him on my chest we had an hour of skin to skin it was honestly the most magical thing and then they took him again to do some more things get him cleaned off get him wrapped up um weigh him all that stuff and I was just chilling in bed and then um they brought him back to me we tried to do some breastfeeding um which he was really really good at and I will also do a breastfeeding podcast because that is oh some kind of some kind of challenge but some huge reward like it's it's cool and also another thing that I judged so hard that I have so many things I need to say about Um, but that being said, we did some breastfeeding and then they, um, finished getting him all, um, set and put to, put to bed in his little, in his little bassinet. And then they got me cleaned up, which was, oh my gosh, you guys, I'm going to go through postpartum. I'm going to do a podcast on postpartum too. Um, but they got me cleaned up, which is not fun because well, just blah, (laughs) but it's crazy to me because whenever I heard women say like you forget the pain and you forget like you forget how hard it was like in the moment when I was pushing like there I did oh I have to touch on this this is so funny to me so you can't eat when you get an epidural so I'm starving right and this pain that I'm feeling when I'm when I'm going through these contractions and pushing is intense like just intense and I am trying to do anything I can to get through it, but I have, it's, you're so present that I was like incredibly present with my thoughts. And so I was kind of like watching my thoughts and the most prominent thought was like, I can't do this. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. I want to give up, but you obviously can't give up, which is cool because then like, that's just out of the question. So I was like, well, that's out of the question. So what can I think about that's going to make me really, really want to push? And you guys... (laughs) 
like obviously I thought like oh I get to meet my baby that's more than enough but I also thought no shame in this (laughs) I thought I'm gonna have a huge coke or pepsi because I had a really bad headache and that always like cures my headaches for some reason just like a little bit of caffeine and so um I was like I'm gonna have a huge pepsi and then I'm gonna have olive garden like I was craving olive garden chicken gnocchi soup with breadsticks and you guys every time those horrible thoughts came into my head like you can't do this you're like this is the hardest thing you've ever done I would literally be like olive garden and it would literally (laughs) I would snap out of it and all of a sudden I was like back in it and like so present and so determined and so like like ready to do it like all I needed was Olive Garden on the horizon and I can give birth (laughs) and I got it we got done in time he was he was born at 9 35 p.m Olive Garden I can't believe I'm saying this closes at like 11 and so Ryan like as soon as like everything was all good and I was good baby was good he like drove as fast as he could to Olive Garden and got me my meal and it was the best thing ever he had to feed me because I was breastfeeding and I was in pain so he like literally fed me my soup and breadsticks it was actually really romantic (laughs) oh yeah that's the truth um so uh, what else do I need to touch on honestly it's amazing labor and delivery I don't want you to be scared of it it is painful but like I said like you're made for this your body's made for this your mind is made for this women's bodies I have so okay that's the thing the takeaway from this like once I got out of that experience I was like holy crap first off I have so much respect for the human body and a woman's body. I can't even, I can't even put that into words. And the fact that I spent so much of my life limiting this body to its looks when I didn't even take a moment to think about what it can do. First off, even if you don't deliver a child, think about all the functions that your body does, all of its intelligence that it does every single day without you saying a word just to keep you alive, like just to keep you breathing and moving. And oh, like I have a very, very capable body and I am over here like looking at it from the surface. I'm so mad at myself that I, that I, and I'm forgiving myself too, but I'm so mad at myself for spending 20 three years of my life looking at this body as simply a physical appearance like garbage stupid dumb never again because like I said even if you don't give birth like these bodies that we live in that our soul resides in are doing so much for us and it's incredibly intelligent and honestly a miracle that we're even just breathing every single day and we and if you have like a very healthy capable body you should be even more grateful because there's so many things that could go wrong and so many things that have to go right in order for you to be that way and then you add in the fact that your body just delivered a freaking child that it 
grew a child that it knew exactly what to build and what you what it needed from your body to give to the baby and and that it had this baby has ears that work and eyes that work and skin that is beautiful and a heart that beats and organs that work and I can't you guys like what what it's insane and then you go through the birthing experience and you realize how strong you are and how capable you are and how you were designed to do something that's a miracle and that you even get this opportunity. And I can't, I can't, I can't. So you will never, ever, ever, ever hear me. Like, it's literally like I woke up and I'm an entirely different person. I can't, I want to do a podcast on that too. Like, the mo the the Noelle I was before I gave birth and the Noelle I am after are entirely different human beings, and it's crazy to me because like I said like I I wasn't that person that was like I'm gonna be an entirely different human when I'm a mom and like I never dreamed like that so it just naturally happened like it just. I am an entirely different person. Everything about me, from what I believe, my values, like who I am, what I think about, what I think is important, what I give my energy to and my attention to, so different, so different. And I didn't have to do anything. I just gave birth and all of a sudden I woke up literally a different human being. Um, but another thing to go with that is you also don't understand the sacrifice that your parents have done for you to get you to where you are and also the love that they have for you. Like you don't understand like a child parent love and bond until you have a kid. Like I literally haven't stopped telling my parents how much I love and appreciate them and how much I am so grateful that they, you know, sacrificed a lot to have me and bring me to the world and have sacrificed their like a lot of their lives to raise me the way that they did and I was I had the best childhood and I continue to have the best like relationship with them and I know that that takes so much work but then I also am like I now know how much you love me like it's so cool to now know how much they truly care about me because just because I'm their child like you don't understand until you have a kid because I am I didn't understand. Like I was worried like, oh, because I didn't plan on having kids and I or I I planned on having kids, but I didn't plan on um having like a kid right now and I didn't, you know, I wasn't that mom or that woman that was constantly dreaming of being a mother. Like I was worried that I wouldn't have the connection because I wasn't like that person. But oh my, I I feel like I have that connection more than anyone on the planet. Like I can't even I can't even describe it. Like, I can't. If you are excited about having kids, I hope that this makes you so much more excited because it should, because it's the best experience ever. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay, that's a lot. I don't think I missed anything. I had my Olive Garden. I freaking enjoyed the crap out of it. And then I snuggled my newborn baby and I enjoyed the crap out of it. And yes, I don't sleep. Yes, he breastfeeds constantly and cries constantly. And all I, all I do is breastfeed, change diapers, and try to sleep and stay afloat. But now I am um, 
I am uh, nine days postpartum and you guys, I feel great. We're finally getting into a routine. I definitely can get the things done that I used to do. Like I haven't had to like really sacrifice a whole lot. What I've had to sacrifice is my own schedule. Like I'm a planner. And so again, I'll get into this later in a podcast, but I think this is just worth mentioning. Like you don't have to just like give up your entire life, but you do have to give up your timing. So like, for example, like I love to work out. I, I have, um, I'm going to school online. I have a husband. I um, like have obviously friends and family that I want to see. And I have um, like chores to do, laundry to do, all of that stuff. So it's not that I can't get those things done. It's that I have to go with the flow of his schedule and do those things on his time, not mine. If that's what, if that's, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like if he wants to breastfeed, he wants to breastfeed in that moment. So I have to drop everything to do that. But then once he sleeps, I can go do all of those things that I want to do. So I kind of just have a list rather than like a time schedule because then slowly throughout the day, I can just cross things off of my list and get them done. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you so much for spending 40 minutes with me talking about my birth story. I am so grateful that we didn't have to do a C-section. I'm so grateful that I didn't tear because I now can heal so much faster. I honestly feel ready to work out already and it's nine days postpartum. I am going to wait um, because I don't want to do any damage because um, I am still like lightly bleeding. You do bleed um, after having a baby. Um, and again, I'll go into postpartum in a different episode, but um, I just, I'm, I'm wanting to give my body a lot of, a lot of space to just heal and be. So I've been doing some light yoga, which feels really, really good. Um, and I, I'm not pushing myself at all. I'm not doing it because I want to look better. I'm doing it because it is my medicine. Um, yoga literally makes me sane. And so I've been just doing some light yoga. I've been getting out in the sun. I've been drinking lots of water, eating lots of food and just hanging out with my baby. So Again, thank you so much for being here, listening to my story. Every single one of you that's messaged me and sent me gifts and sent me nice, um, you know, like congrats. I am so grateful to have this community. I feel so held by you guys and so supported by you guys. And it's been so fun to share this with you guys. Like, I, I'm sorry, but my Instagram is forever changed to me and Rogi Bean <laughs> and the rest of my family. Like I am now a family woman, <laughs> um, but I still will post yoga. I'll still post all my mindfulness tips and that will always be a part of me, but you're definitely going to see a lot more of little baby Ames. Ah, I can't believe it. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a great day. Bye.